love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. The way we get along and the way our conversations flow is just unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. And it's just like, you can tell that when we're together, everything's just so easy. And it's just a feeling that we just gel, you know? Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. Today's love story belongs to Olivia and Andrew, a couple who are truly in tune with one another. Their relationship predated the pandemic, but during the lockdown, they evolved from a couple to a duo. I have a feeling you're really gonna like this musical love story. And as Andrew's mom, it was a super fun episode for me. Enjoy. Hi guys, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm so excited to have you here. This is a little bit of a twist for me. I have not had anyone on this podcast who I know quite as well as I know you guys. Mm. Okay, let's start with your meeting. How did this love story start? It began on this, we we both started using this really underground dating app. It's called Tinder. Yeah, I don't think anyone's um, heard of it. Yeah, if it's your first time hearing of it, it's pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I recommend it. Um, but uh, we met on Tinder. and Neither of us had used it really. I at least, okay, from what I know from Andrew, he hadn't used it a lot either. But I don't know about that now that I say it out loud. Um, <laughs> but only 20 I, or 30 days. I had, I had only used it like once before and had a bad experience. But I like dared myself one day and I saw Andrew's profile and I was like, I dare myself to go on a Tinder date because I'm trying to do things that, you know, challenge myself, get out of my comfort zone. Um And so I did because I saw him and then I saw his Instagram and I was like, he doesn't look too threatening. So (laughs) so that encouraged me to reach out. That's a low bar. It was a really low bar. Yeah, I wasn't looking for a lot. I was just looking for unthreatening. Yeah, um, so that was good. And then we we scheduled a date. Mm -hmm. Where did you go? We went to this really cool bar in Toronto called the Cloak Bar. It's sort of like this secret, it's not really secret, but you have to call in and they'll come and get the door and lead you down this kind of Which was a big move, hallway. by the way. That was a big move. <laughs> but it was also kind of interesting because she showed up right as the guy was coming to the door. So we really only had time to just be like, oh, hey, hey, and uh, like barely meet. And then we were following this guy down this back hallway. And I think that Olivia thought this might be a, like a complicated ruse designed to kidnap her or something <laughs> yeah. at, at one point, for sure. But uh, we got in and this was... I think it might have been my first time going to the bar as well. Or maybe my second. Really? I don't really remember. Because you already knew about it. It was yeah, his idea. Yeah, it's down in the basement of, a, oh, wow. of another restaurant. But you get into the room and it's really beautiful. So I'm hoping that her fears were subsided mm-hmm. by that yeah. point. The <laughs> sketchy uh, hallway definitely didn't help at first. But it was it was a really nice place. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when we went on this date, we got along so well and had like a shocking amount of interests in common. Like... Every all the music, movies, like everything, everything. And then at one point, Andrew went up to go to the washroom, and then 
I texted my roommate and I was like, this is wild. Like we have so much in common. This is perfect. Like this is freaking me out. I did I make this guy up. And then, um, he comes back and says, Oh, you're still here. So that's a good sign. And I was like, Oh, the dad jokes. That's great. <laughs> and then I went to the washroom and then came back and said the same thing. I repeated the jokes. Mm -hmm. The next thing that happened oh, yeah. was not so expected. So you say that, Olivia, and I think, okay, so you'd think the next step would be automatically another date. What happened next? Mm, so Olivia sounds all happy about it and into <laughs> me, but unfortunately, back then, she she wasn't quite so sure. And no. she, uh, she sent me a message. I do have to respect it because she was very upfront and you don't get that all the time these days. But she said, you know, look, I'm really like, I'm just not feeling that much. I'm not that into you. I think maybe we're like not right for each no, other. I didn't say and <laughs> she I said, said I, I hate you, you're ugly. No, no it was no, very respectful. I said I didn't know how to date because I had been at theater school with 20 people in my class for four years and I had not met a single new person in four years. So I didn't know how to like be myself in front of someone new and it freaked me out. So I was like, I got to step back. I just, I don't know how to date. So I, after all, was not very good at giving myself challenges. I kind of whimped away from that pretty quick. Um, so what did you really say in the email or text? I said, um, I said just that. I was like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't really know how to date. I'm not really feeling as much as I, I should. So like, I don't really think that we should keep seeing each other. And I think I, I think uh, I, I was I was a little sad for sure, but uh, I think I took it pretty well. I, I replied that it was totally fine, of course, whatever she wanted. But if, if she ever wanted to get together again, then that would be that would be fine just to reach out. And then I uh, I basically just left it there. And, and what else did you say in that text? That oh, I well, I did say that I didn't think there were many like us out there. That's the classic. <laughs> she always quotes me on that. It's uh, as you may have noticed, there aren't many like us out there. <laughs> That was my line for sure. But then but then after that, I just left it. And mm -hmm. I actually had I had a theory that uh, if I just if I just left it, I had a feeling things were actually better than they seemed. And maybe she was just a little freaked out. So I just didn't say anything. And then, of course, a month later, <laughs> she sends me another text on Christmas Eve, on Christmas, on Eve, Christmas Eve, saying that she was thinking about me after listening to a song that I have tattooed on my arm. Yeah, oh. I thought that was a pretty good line, honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I promptly deleted the message because I was so nervous that he was like not going to reply to it. And I've never done that in my life. I like deleted the whole conversation and I was like, I'm never thinking about it again. But he did reply. So that was good. So what how did that come about from your point of view? Um, so I went home for Christmas uh, to Hamilton. I was with my family and I told my parents about this date that I'd been on. And I was I was talking about it like, oh, man, like we got along really well. But this guy said stuff like there aren't many like us out there, which is kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird, isn't it? And then my stepmom's like, I, well, you know, you could always give Andrew another go, like in a little bit if you're ever wondering, what's he doing? And then I was like, oh. You're right. And so I like sat there and I messaged all my friends and I was like, should I should I message him? Should I go for it? Like, is this weird? Like, is this too much? And then um, and then I did it. I I tried once again to challenge myself, you know, because <laughs> I failed the first time <laughs> and it worked and it worked. And he did not play hard to get. No, she did. I did. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. Even after all that, I still it was a while. But it was I thought I found that like the first date I was putting on like a front like I was I, I didn't know how to communicate with new people so I was doing like this weird performative version of myself and kind of toning it down I'm but still it, doing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but at that point like on our second date uh, second first date I 
I was just fully myself. I was like, I'm gonna be super weird. I'm just gonna open up and see if like that lands at all because I, I couldn't deal with not being my, I, it felt weird to not be. And I think that's what tripped me up the first time. And it worked. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that for me, the turning point was actually meeting Nancy, was meeting you. Oh, well. And I always say this. that <laughs> Okay, you're not just saying it because I'm not you're just saying this it. I'm not. No, I swear. I swear for the record, I'm not. I say this in private, too. Come on. Um, and so, yeah. So I, when I met Nancy, it was like a big day for me because not only was I meeting, um, I'm about to blow it, my boyfriend's mother for the first time. Um <laughs> I just blew the whole twist of that. Sorry, <laughs> this is not my podcast. <laughs> but I, 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 um, I was also the day that I was in a dress run for my show that I'd written. Like it was this whole show that I had um, for the festival that I was doing for my graduating year. And so I was nervous about that, but I was more nervous about meeting Nancy. And we go out and it was Nancy's birthday and she brought me a present, which was really nice. <laughs> and then it was, I was totally calm. And then I left that going, wow, like this guy's great. His mom's really great. So this is I don't awesome. Like the, I don't like the order of that. <laughs> and, and then I left there and I was like, oh, now I have a whole other thing to worry about. I have this whole show to like on my back. And then the dress rehearsal went really bad. So. It's good when a yeah. dress rehearsal yeah. goes bad. Mm-hmm. And it right? turned out to be exactly that. It went really well. That way um, the opening goes great. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is hilarious. Yeah. And you haven't told me that before. And I'm <laughs> I, I'm thrilled and flattered at the same time and suspicious. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's talk about why you had so much in common. And you've mentioned at acting, mm-hmm. but uh, let's get into both of your path till the point when you Matt and your worlds collided. Well, I'm quite an actor myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not true. I uh, I do love to act, mostly in musical theater, because I love to sing primarily. I moved to Toronto mostly to continue to pursue music on my own time. I basically just set up a little home studio in my apartment, um, and I basically just record and produce my own music from there. And... I uh, ended up meeting Olivia within the first two or three months of living there. Didn't you move in October? We met in November. Yeah, so in, within the first month mm-hmm. of moving there. Yeah. Um, okay, I, so, and you yeah. have also always followed your passion. <clears throat> Let's talk about that. Well, yeah, so I went to theater school. I went to Ryerson School of Performance, um, which when I started was a Ryerson Theater School. Um, but and go back further. Back I bet further. you oh, yeah. okay, I bet yeah. you've been acting like, <clears throat> you know, having fun performing since well, you were as young as he was. When I was really little, I was the kid who would go to restaurants and stand up on the table and do like full musical numbers for everybody <laughs> in this like family restaurant in Florida or something like that. And she um, still does. That. I still do that now. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for my break. That's what they always said would happen in the old movies. So I'm still waiting for that. That works. I've been sort of writing things on my own time. I'm applying for graduate school to do writing. Um, But the pandemic has been really nice because we've had the opportunity to explore stuff together and stuff that I'd kind of forgotten about in my own personal life. So so this tragic global event, pandemic, has all these silver linings for so many people. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear about the silver lining for you guys because you were locked down in Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to 
have a lot of time to be creative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we got to do some songwriting, which, as it turns out, I didn't realize at first is really Olivia's gift and not mine. <laughs> um, I've I've been pretty good at muddling by with my songwriting over the years and kind of forcing myself to get it down. But uh, Olivia has the rare gift of just having songs pour out of her. <laughs> and that is just like, I feel that way about singing and playing music, but mm -hmm. I've never felt that way about writing music. Which is really funny because I have no concept of music theory. Um, I've studied music quite a bit in my life. I had to all throughout school. That was always part of every year of my, my, um, my year, but that was singing, right? I taught myself guitar at a pretty young age and I used to play piano when I was really young, but none of those things really connected for me. So I don't, it's like, I'm, I'm like an idiot savant at writing songs. Like, I, <laughs> like that's all I can do is just come out with a little melody and then Andrew can put it together with actual practical musical knowledge. Um, do the words come out with the melody? Well, a lot Sometimes. of the time, Olivia will write like uh, stands of lyrics or a few mm -hmm. stanzas of lyrics and maybe have an idea for a melody mm -hmm. and she'll bring it over to me and then probably right off the bat I'll be like I have no idea what to do with this and then all of a sudden I'm like oh boom <laughs> and then yeah and that's kind of what happened with uh, one of the songs that we wrote you'll be on my mind so she wrote I guess a few stanzas of it probably yeah I wrote the whole like um little the verse first part. the first yeah. verse yeah and um, she said she had this idea for a melody in her head, but she couldn't quite think of what it was. Like, it's jazzy and kind of 40s, you know. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to take a look at this and think about it. Oh, wait, tell me what you think of this. And then I just sang the melody as I'm pretty sure it is now. And that's a perfect example of how we would work together to write songs during the during the pandemic, which was mm -hmm. really great. Mm hmm. That kind of creative collaboration is so cool. When something bubbles up that wouldn't be there with just one of the contributors, you know, mm -hmm. when it happens together. What does it take to write a great love song? Well, I think I can answer this. Uh, I don't want to speak necessarily for Olivia, but I think I know both of our answers would be we have no idea. Yeah. Um, we basically <laughs> we basically just write random stuff and then hope that it sounds good which mm -hmm. works out sometimes and sometimes it doesn't work out you know there's lots of songs that we would spend a day on and then we haven't thought of them since you know mm -hmm. and then there's lots of other songs that we would spend like 15 minutes on and then we'd realize the next day that it was still caught in our head and we'd come back to it so I find really you just have to get down whatever is kind of in your head at the time and then maybe wait to see what surprises you mm -hmm. that's come out, you know? I personally admire a lot of my friends and Andrew included in, in people who can write songs about specific things and can say, this is an experience in my life that I want to write a song about. And I've never been able to do that. And I've been writing songs with my little guitar since I was like 15. And they were all just like me writing nonsense down and hoping that it made sense. And you know what? Sometimes it lands. Sometimes you write things down and you go, okay, that's a universal experience. And I didn't know that because I was just like, rattling off a melody with some words I filled in. And then you go, oh, maybe if I replace that word with this word, it'll actually sound like something. And then that's why I think it's good when we sit down and we can edit things, which is kind of funny because I'm the kind of person who really does like to edit things and make make sure that they are cohesive. But when it's coming out of me, it's not cohesive at all. So do you want to sing a little bit for me? I'd um, be a fool. Yeah, how does it go? 
Um, I'd be a fool to fall for every lovely little lie. I'd be a fool to hang on every lovely little sigh. But if you love me too, I'd do anything for you. I'd be a fool to ever say goodbye. And you'd be a fool <laughs> not to love that song. I am then a fool because I don't <laughs> love it very much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Did, we can do the we can do the bridge. You sing the melody in that part. Okay. That's you. Just try it. If we don't like it, okay. we'll, we won't use it. I promise. Why yeah. do I love your silly games when, when you're winning set after set? I've tried and things have always been the same, but I haven't given up yet. That's nice. the bridge. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> you have this sound like you're straight out of the 40s together. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? I don't know. I think that might be what Andrew meant by there aren't many like us out there. <laughs> we might have been transported from the 40s. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we kind of both, we both really love jazz, which was a big um, like selling point, I think, for both of us mm -hmm. on our first date that we both knew a lot about jazz and really liked jazz. I, I thought I knew more about jazz than anyone I knew my age, and I felt pretty good about it, actually. <laughs> but... Uh, but I was definitely humbled when I met Olivia <laughs> and all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, maybe I don't know that much about jazz. <laughs> and uh, it was... That and then was... her dad. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh. Her dad is on a different level. It's fine. Um, I won't even compare. It's like, as a musician, there are some musicians you can look at and say, like, oh, I wish I can be that good someday and use them to inspire you. And then there's some musicians that you can look at and be like, Okay, they're just out of my league, another level. I won't even compare myself to them because they're so good. That's like Olivia's dad with music knowledge. <laughs> There's no it's way. It, it's like he's lived three lifetimes. Just listening just to listening music. Just listening to music. Only, yeah. like, no eating, no sleeping, just listening mm -hmm. to music. I so I definitely it. absorbed some of that. Um, yeah, so we, we both have a, a deep love for music. Mm -hmm. um, I think also we both like the old fashion sense mm -hmm. like we're both big mad men fans yeah, and uh like look at me i'm wearing a blazer and a floral <laughs> tie right now i, I have that kind of like old um that old fashioned fashion i guess you could say and olivia kind of does the same thing um she's got sort of like the like the polka dot skirts going on and things like that you know and uh okay. so i don't know i feel like we both just feel a little romantic about that kind of era yeah. but it is interesting that you i think for so many people the pandemic was a make it or break it kind mm -hmm. of event in a relationship how do you think it um formed or or helped to mold your relationship well i think it was just first and foremost it was a bit of a test to see, cause we'd, I mean, we'd always spent lots of time together, but it was really a test to see whether we could live with each other. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that test we passed quite successfully. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Andrew, I'm gonna start with you. What is it you love about Olivia? I don't know if I'd say I can pick any one thing that I love most about her, just because I just love spending time with her in general. like. The way we get along and the way our conversations flow is just unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. And it's just like, you can tell that when we're together, everything's just so easy. And yeah, I'd say that's my that's my number one thing. It's hard to, to really put like 
a label on what exactly it is. It's just a feeling that um, that we just gel, you know? And um, yeah. What's her best trait? Her best trait is, I'm gonna, I'll list three. I'd say possibly <laughs> her, her sense of humor <laughs> is one of them, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Her outgoing nature in that she's always ready to meet my friends or get to know my parents or spend time with anyone that I care about, which is really great. And I'd say the third best feature, I've got to pick from a lot here, would be her voice. I find her voice oh. just very... I think she always talks about how she hates her voice, but I think it's so great and soothing. And uh, I don't know, everything she says just sounds lovely. Oh, that's so kind. <laughs> She's just a bundle of positive oh, wow. energy, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're on the hot seat there. Liv. Okay. I was, I was really invested in what Andrew was saying, so I didn't take time to think about it, which is a really good sign because usually, like, as a performer, oh, she's I'm a constantly, great listener like, too? yeah, I'm like, actually wow. not a good listener, but uh, this time I was, so interesting. Um, I would have to say that, like, my favorite thing about Andrew is that I think that he has a very romantic nature and that's very sweet and not something that I thought that I would particularly like as evidenced by the um, start of our relationship. But I really love that. And then I, I love that even more now that we're so comfortable with each other that it, it doesn't feel like like all of my anxieties about, you know, being in a relationship and being with like so close to someone are completely faded because he's so comforting and just feels like home. Um, and I think that among any other small little thing like his voice and his sweet little sense of style and the beard that I helped him grow that I think looks so handsome. Um, <laughs> but maybe that's me. Um, she would go in and just pull the hairs out <laughs> gradually. That's what she means when she yeah. said she helped it I grow. I helped it grow. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would just be that among all the little tiny little things. It just comes together to build this person who feels like home. Well, I love your relationship. As Andrew's mom, I will say that it's such a treat for a mother to see your son, particularly in a relationship with a beautiful, confident, funny, outgoing young woman. And I've got two sons who match that description right now. So that's pretty mm -hmm. special. We'll have to get the others in there in here another time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you the one thing I'll say before we go is that you finally convinced him he must love you because you finally convinced him to get on TikTok. That is true. <laughs> so the world can expect to see Andrew and Olivia together on TikTok. Absolutely. We've got a few songs ready to go, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's a makeum, which is M A C H U M. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's awesome. Were you nervous about having this conversation because of our relationship? No, not me at all. I was actually less nervous about it because we've had the conversation so many times. Um. <laughs> I've, I've actually the the only thing that made me a little wary is I've known Mum to have some hard hitting questions sometimes. So I was wondering what she was going to grill us about when we came in here. Maybe, maybe this was just a trap and it was actually going to be an expose yeah. or something. Oh, that's that starts now. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay good. <laughs> actually, that'll be the next time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys, so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us. So fun. Mm -hmm. And it's fun for me to watch this relationship blossom. Absolutely.
Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centres, Canada's largest family-owned jewellery store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centres are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit CharmDiamondCentres.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. This podcast is made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter.